It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. Hey there, podcast listener. Have you ever been listening to Wizard and the Bruiser and thought to yourself, I wish I could see just how fat Jake and Holden are in real life? Don't lie. We know all about your weird inside thoughts, listeners. Well, now you can make that dream a reality because Wizbrew and Page 7 are going on tour. Austin, Dallas, Milwaukee, Chicago, Minneapolis, D.C., Philly, Brooklyn, San Francisco, L.A. Nowhere is safe from an all-new show we're calling Release the Butthole Cut. Ew. Come join your fellow LPN fans for a night of pop culture chaos that's fun for the whole family, assuming your family consists of equally broken weirdos in their 30s. It's going to be a blast. Tickets are on sale right now at lastpodcastnetwork.com. Go, go now. There's VIP meet and greet passes available as well in case you want to get, you know, a little extra close, uh, especially personal. I legally have to clarify that there is no sexual element involved. I mean, unless, you know. Okay, jeez, Jake. All right, stop winking, all right, buddy? It's Page 7 and Wizard and the Bruiser live. Go to lastpodcastnetwork.com for dates and tickets. Everybody, it's your horny boy wizard Holden McNeely. I just want to touch some boobs, but really, I want love. Oh my god, a chainsaw's coming out of my face! Oh dear lord! And you, meddlesome humans, inferior beings, bow before me, your teenage girl blood demon wizard Jake, aka Power, the best go. girl. The insanely best character in all of anime. The just generally the most brilliantly wonderful piece of shit you've ever laid your goddamn <laughs> eyes on. She's the worst. She's the absolute worst. And I would die for her, Holden. I would absolutely die for this drawing of a shitty teenage girl yes, who is also is... a corpse, who is also a devil. Yep. That is what some manga can do to a man uh, here <laughs> in today's in 2022 uh oh my god we're recording this the last day of yeah, 2022 i just like realized a, it's already 2023 in like australia yeah, and singapore yeah. oh it is. yeah it's already they're already in it god i wonder what it looks like i hope it's good <laughs> i'm really excited for a good year i'd like one um by the way you get <laughs> two wizards nice. today 
<laughs> It'd be nice. Yeah, I don't know. Just a change of pace, like a fun, good one. Uh, that's right. Today we're talking about Chainsaw Man, and this was one that I was really excited for. I got to, you know, I was already, I'd already been told about it, made aware of it. I think in our study sessions, actually, $15 a month on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash whizbrew. Uh, we were talking, we were talking, I think, production schedule, and we were like, we need a new anime to talk about, a new manga. Uh, what, what, you know, what, what's hot? What have we not covered? And we haven't covered some big ones, and I get that too. And this is a little more modern, so bear with us on that. But if you're at all aware of Chainsaw Man and are a Shonen fan and this, that, and the other, you're probably pretty thrilled right now. It's a fantastic manga. It's a fantastic series that's hot off the presses, just still slowly, weekly getting released on Hulu as we speak is the way I'm watching it. But it, it's... Uh, fantastic weird new fresh breath of fresh air mm-hmm. in the shonen genre you know i love what you said when we were talking to s- someone in the study session who was kind of not quite feeling it themselves and you were like you know it's like pop music shonen you know it's the the melodies are the same and 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 this that and the other but it's just like the way the little the different ways we can just make it hit different you know, and this one just hits different. And you know I, what it I'm is? glad to now know why yeah. it hits different. I think that's kind of what we excavated, both of us personally, through doing the research for this. Right, Jake? It, it feels like a genuine generational, like, handover. Like, My Hero Academia uh, was, the I feel like, the last big Ur Shonen hit. And that felt like kind of a continuation of the Bleach Naruto One Piece generation yeah. with like a little bit of a American comic book hit to it, but it was still like a genuine kind of uh, boy with big ambitions does his best in a world that is like uh, still has a spark of hope in it. Whereas Chainsaw Man is absolutely <laughs> the shonen of Gen Z. This is some doomer. Yeah. Zoomer shit. Our main character (laughs) does not want to be Hokage. He does not want to make a world for nice people. He just wants to fucking survive. The world is cruel and brutal. And a Jake and touch a boob. Come on, let's not shy away. It's also, yeah, yeah, (laughs) alien. He's alienated. It's like, I mean, I'm not, this isn't, I'm not talking out of turn here, but like, I was an alienated kid. I was like weird. I was touch deprived. And honestly, I was, I get denchy just like being in a dark shack, just being yeah. like, fuck, I just want to be normal. I just, yeah. fuck, I, how is, I just want to touch with a low standards, right? Yeah. You're just like, please, just my, all I want, I don't need to be the most popular kid. Yeah. I don't need to be the richest kid. <laughs> yeah. I don't need to be the fa- famous kid. I just want to like, yeah, exactly. Be treated as equal to for sure. It, it plays on that for sure to ridiculous degrees too. I loved enjoying the show with you for the first time. I'd watched the show, but I read the man- manga manga and it's, it's very faithful to that, uh, mm-hmm. to the manga and, and seeing you be like, holy shit at just, Ex- exclaiming over and over again at just how over the top poor and shit filled <laughs> his life is from the from at the very get go. It's like so over the top shitty, you know. There's also this amazing thing going on with the tone of the work, with like the subject matter, with the pacing of it, where like there's hints of berserk in there. There's like tragedy and pathos and like kind of deeper mm-hmm. existential ennui just kind of radiating through it. The plot is full of just insane left turns and gut punches. 
and the creator, uh, uh, God, please let me pronounce it right. Tatsuki Fujimoto. Yes. Brings up his love of movies all the time. It comes up constantly in his work. It comes up constantly in little references. It comes up in interviews and like reading this kind of has that little bit of, uh, that those like gut punches and twists and darkness that something like a Tarantino movie or a Coen Brothers movie or uh, even just like the quiet dignity of like a Wes Anderson montage. Like this guy is creating something that is a little bit off the beaten path. It is manga for people that have already know the beats of manga and he is purposefully subverting them in a ton of ways. And yeah, there's. There's so many layers to why of all the things happening in the world in in terms of Japanese media, Chainsaw Man is the number one right now. And I really think it is there is a level of craft in the storytelling, in the characterization, in the plotting, in the artwork. And like in something like uh, Jojo or again, I'm bringing it back to My Hero Academia, where the fight scenes are so meticulously played out. Where, like, everybody has an angle and counter angle and yeah. caveat, and it's all about strategy. All the fights in Chainsaw Man are just bloody warts of attrition between two just immortal blood-soaked monsters. Yeah, we're not we're not as concerned about like the rules of the powers. Mm-hmm. There's no graph with you know, like Hunter Hunter style, <laughs> right? Yeah, for sure. We don't have any of that. We it's just this scrappy fucking ragtag situation and i think the the most important layer that's really not obvious at first and i think it becomes more obvious when you learn a little bit more about the creator and especially read some of his other work um there's a lot of his his personal self in this work there's a lot there it's very very personal and it's very you know and it's it's really smart to do that in a shonen manga, but you have to pull it off in a, in a, in a way that that Tatsuki Fujimoto does, and it's it's because it, it's not out, outright apparent. It, it's like tricking a lot of shonen readers into reading like something you might get more in a like slice of life style mm-hmm. manga and and that sort of thing, and. That's really beautiful. And he mixes that with this clearly cinephile approach to to the work. So again, these are things that are just not shown in. You mm-hmm. know, these are these he's he's really inspired by Korean cinema, by obviously American cinema. And uh and, and you see that, and then also subtly, beautifully throughout, and it expands as the series goes. There's just a lot of him, a lot of him and a lot of brutal honesty in the work. That is the feeling I had the most when reading through the manga was uh, this like very distinct switch in my head where at a certain point I stopped reading it like it was, you know, something like when I was reading Naruto or Dragon Ball as a younger kid, like this felt like. I was pouring over a black and white graphic novel, single creator kind of prestige indie comic. It really felt yeah. like it was a completely different kind of thing, but it still had the cast of characters and the intrigue and the action and all this stuff going on that like is still familiar to a Shonen fan. It's genuinely good. 
It's genuinely yeah. good. And like, it's really good. The only reason why I think someone might not like it is there's enough people on earth who like just will read the main character being like, I just want to touch a boob right. and be like, I do not care about young male alienation. I like, that is not something I am actively seeking. And maybe just maybe I'm not going to force you to read it. But if you genuinely appreciate graphic storytelling, high paced action, horror, uh, slice of life, like it's just oh, right. so And good. we let, la- we buried part of the lead. It's really funny. That's oh the other God, thing. It's, it's act- actively very funny. There's like a very one punch man vibe going on in it as well that it works really well. Surprisingly funny in, in different ways. You know, there's this scene where they to they kick the guy's nuts mm-hmm. to death or whatever. And, uh, uh, you know, stuff like that. It, it It's genuinely hilarious. Characters are built up and like immediately taken out, like with no fanfare. Mm-hmm. Individual like fights are just cut off by just like random acts of like chance. Uh, oh, there was that whole scene during their little training arc with Power and uh, Denji where they're like, "Ooh, we get to be like, we get to have a smart fight, like those guys in the Shonen mangas." So they wear glasses and they like talk about their strategies, and it immediately <laughs> blows up in their face. <laughs> These character, our main character and his friends are like, they're dumb as rocks, and I love them for it. They're such everybody. The uh, premise, the premise of the world that they live in, is that everything that is possible to be feared of can exist in our world as a devil personification. And those devils can sometimes... Or like a monster, an evil, gross monster. They call them devils. They can sometimes be merged with a human in the form of a fiend. And then there's our hero, uh, who is a hybrid, who is his own distinct third kind of thing that can like go back and forth between human and monster form. And I think this is brilliant. The more scary the concept is in the popular unconscious, the more powerful they are as a monster. So like there's low level monsters that is just like tomatoes or uh, I'm I'm trying bats and leeches and stuff. And then there's stuff like guns, war, darkness, and they are like primal level godlike beings of infinite horror. Yeah. And that is such a fun concept uh, so well played out mm-hmm. so far, and you can just do so much with it. And he is doing a lot with it. And uh, sadly, he's, you know, it was in the case of the gun devil, commenting directly on, you know, the way he views America. And yep. I can't argue with it. <laughs> and it's really pretty profound and amazing. All jammed into this one thing. I mean, I feel like we've distri- described like multiple different series. And it seamlessly really provides all of these layers, uh, I think, brilliantly. And and again, we're going to get into this. I mean, this guy came out of poverty, entirely self, almost entirely Mm -hmm. self-taught. You know, it's wild. I mean, shall we get into it? Let's get into it. God, I guess we should get it. Uh, Yeah, man. Uh, I think we pretty much described what it is. We've given the summary. It was initially published in Weekly Shonen Jump. uh, And and then uh, the second arc is in their online uh, magazine, I believe, Jump Plus. Um, It was adapted to an anime starting in late 2022 so far. Well, initially I have so far 10 episodes are out, but I think we're at 12 now. So, again, you can really jump in. This week aired in Japan. Yeah. So there's... 
than a lot of uh, people's being like, yay, including the teaser for Rezzy. Yeah. Reze? Rez? I don't, I've never had to say the name out loud. Oh, God. I don't know. But it, it's, it's just something you can really jump into now and catch up fairly quickly. I've been reading, you know, the manga on my tablet, and I'm. it's awesome. It's, like, really fun to, to jump on board right now. Uh, so let's talk about its creator, Tatsuki Fujimoto. He was born either in 1992 or 1993. Uh, 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 immediately, we've got weirdness with KG. this guy. He's KG. He's KG. <laughs> Uh, he explicitly said in an interview that he wants as little information about himself as possible out there because he is afraid of being killed. There you go. And and so apparently not knowing what year he's born is another way for him to like dodge, mm-hmm. you know, his identity getting out there. He grew up in a small town called Nikaho uh, in Akita Prefecture in northern Japan. Small town might actually be kind of an understatement. He had no preparatory schools near where he lived. His education was mostly the oil painting classes that his grandparents attended. Uh, he also would buy as much cheap manga as possible and talked about a rundown bookstore he considered dangerous where he would buy his low-cost manga. And so the stuff that influenced him at a young age quite different from the stuff that influenced a lot of other shonen writers just purely based on the the, the money and Mm -hmm. access. And so it gave him this really weird uh, background of influences when it comes to manga. Uh, His formal education was at uh, Tohoku University of Art and Design in Yamagata, where he graduated with a degree in Western painting in 2014. So not manga. All his Mm -hmm. stuff with that uh, is self-taught, done on his own. That's why I said he's almost totally self-taught. Besides these like oil painting classes, but still that's a bit of a different medium. In interviews, he talked about how his background in oil painting and Western painting actually is terrible for the production of manga because what you should be doing is like nailing down figure drawing and layouts and like human forms quickly and efficiently. Whereas like spending a month painting a single landscape right. is like of absolutely no use for a serialized manga release. Yeah, totally. And definitely the biggest bugaboo for him is the meeting the deadline mm-hmm. and having to cut corners in his work to meet said deadline. And that like kills him for sure. Fujimoto said... I wanted to do some kind of creative work rather than become a manga artist. I thought I would never be able to do a normal job. I had trouble concentrating, and I was kind of that kind of person. (laughs) Everyone tells me that if I hadn't become a manga artist, I would probably have become a neat, N-E-E-T. But that is why I had to become a manga artist. Neat, N-E-E-T, stands for not in education, employment, or training. It's a term for certain youth in Japan that I'd never heard before. Podcaster. You're talking about podcasts. Yeah. (laughs) I think so. Yeah, I, I really resonate with this guy a lot. And especially like not feeling like very a part of uh, the society around them and escaping into a lot of films, too. That was definitely me all through middle school, especially and into high school. One, um, oh, just one version yeah, of this story that I saw in my research was that he literally heard his family, t- yeah, talking about how they were scared he was going to be in need. And he was like, well, I want to make movies. I love movies, but I'm too socially anxious to work with that many people. Right. So I guess I'll make manga because that's huh. a movie you make by yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes so much sense. That's really profound. Mm-hmm. That's really interesting. I mean, what a what a self 
interestingly like self-actualized person at such a young age from what it seems before that he actually got a one-shot manga debut in jump sq magazine a story called there were two chickens in the garden it's about a world where aliens have just taken over earth and destroyed human society but there's two left hiding disguised as chickens and just goes to show that a he wasn't just immediately like a shonen manga guy and he had a sense of humor and he liked to do we make weird choices do weird things with his work it was his first ever attempt at manga uh, actually and it was uh, at the age of 17 he didn't even know how the storyboarding process worked and he just went straight into inking it took him three months to make it but immediately it got in and, and so he seeing green lights he kept working and at this point also uh, he meets the editor that he is still working with to this day Shihei Rin or Lin? Because I've seen it different ways. It's Japanese, so it's it's like this soft L R hybrid sound. That, okay, like, if you either will work. Since Fujimoto was hungry, both literally and figuratively, Rin found that he could provide storyboards very fast and was quite willing to cut whatever Rin didn't like. He, he would just. Like he was like a puppy. He's like the he's like dingy. He, <laughs> he's like a little thoughtless puppy that is new and scrappy and hungry and poor and had, doesn't know he like doesn't know how to live. He he's so like the character, and that is where we get to why if you go back, especially knowing this stuff, you're like, oh, this is all like him. This is <laughs> dingy's just him, you know, um, including the weird sister stuff. So uh, we'll get there. Throughout his university years, he managed to get several more one-shots published from 2011 to 2015. Fujimoto said on his motivations, when I draw one-shots, I'm usually angry. You know, there's a lot of angry people on the internet, and I think they can vent their anger on sites like Twitter, but I don't really know how to. I put my anger into my manga, and it seems like not only is this his way of making movies alone, it is also his way of just getting all those emotions out of him. He does it through his work. Throughout his one-shots and in stuff like Fire Punch and Chainsaw Man, there is this level of dream logic, this like Jungian unconscious mm -hmm. thing happening where, uh, you know, the reality can shift from beneath characters' feet. There's just sudden twists and things that like, feel like they sh could happen, start happening, even if they defy the rules of the world that they were previously in. And yeah, it genuinely, there is like a level of rawness of just kind of uh, emotional uh, connection that definitely drives his ideas harder than someone that's just trying to figure out what'll sell the most uh, action figures. Yeah, I don't think he gives a shit about that at all. Yeah. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. 
Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. The relationship between Rin and Fujimoto is like very interesting. There's a massive interview that just came out, the 2022 Jump Festa, uh, where it's just him and his editor going back and forth. And they'll talk about things like, uh, you know, when he first came up with the character of Denji with his like crazy chainsaw head. Uh, Rin was like, okay, that's like more of a villain, right? And Fujimoto's like, no, nah, I want him to be the hero. And Rin's just like, I don't know about that. And Fujimoto's like, I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> and like, Rin just <laughs> been like, okay. Or, uh, you know, he would, Fujimoto would ask Rin like, hey, what character do you like more? And depending on who Rin would answer, that's who Fujimoto would kill in an upcoming chapter. Just to mm-hmm. like, it's almost like by having this force of structure and like editorial um, higher up viewpoint, he knows exactly how to zag against expectations. Yes. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And their relationship is bizarre indeed. I mean, I think he even like showed him how to like live in the city, like, you know, it, it, he he kind of he moves out. I think I think there's the, the Ren seems to kind of be like training this dude <laughs> a little bit, which is kind of funny. And again, you can kind of see it in Chainsaw Man with the way his like superiors treat him oh, and God. work with him. I bet the Fujimoto Ren relationship is a lot like Denji and Aki's relationship. Yes, yes, a hundred percent. So before we get to Chainsaw Man, though, we do have a uh, previous serialized work. His first one uh which came before it in the form of fire punch uh Woo! which Woo-hoo-hoo! ran in shisha's shonen jump plus online magazine yeah do you want to give us a breakdown i have a uh, um, synopsis from the fan wiki but maybe jake will give us a more colorful so I read description a little of, bit this. of this i bounced around i didn't have <laughs> as much time but uh fire punch is about a just a plucky guy named agni and the thing you got to know about Agni is that he is <laughs> one of uh, a race or a, a mutant offshoot of humanity known as the Blessed. The Blessed have uh, miraculous powers that can take on many forms, such as producing electricity or uh, f- a flame that never goes out or countless other unique powers. And uh, Agni's power is that his body can regenerate at an extraordinary uh, rate, like beyond Wolverine. Like he can lose a limb and immediately grow it back if he wants to. Uh, Or not, just it does. It just grows back. And um, around the time that he is coming to terms with this power, a mysterious figure known as the Ice Witch casts the entire world into a deep global winter. Now, immediately society falls apart. Food is uh, immediately scarce. Fuel is immediately scarce, and the only way that Agni knows how to help his family and his neighbors is to just continuously cut off his arms and legs and force his family and friends to cook and eat the meat. You know, as you would do. I mean, come on, you've all sat around and talked about how you would cook your family Mm -hmm. uh, if a horrible apocalypse went down. I mean, this is a normal thought experiment, Jake. Agni is joined by his little sister, who has uh, also blessed powers, but less pronounced than his and uh she has spent more time growing up in this apocalyptic world and it's starting to uh break her psyche at one point uh she there's a very famous panel where she just crawls into agni's bed and asks if they want to make babies together to repopulate the earth (laughs) this is following another one shot that 
Fujimoto drew in which uh, two sisters who want to become better at art uh, start drawing each other naked to practice their figure drawing. Um, and this is before, I believe, he started a Twitter account under the alias of his own little sister to leak info about Chainsaw Man. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> That's what that was. I was confused. I saw them have that discussion. I also read that interview, Jake, and mm. I saw them mention that. And yeah, yeah. it was one of those like, it's uh, still yeah, active. I'm a weird guy. I, I mean, he's definitely very, I mean, he's just like, I'm weird. And his editor's just like, he's weird. <laughs> I was afraid to talk to him. Um, <laughs> I was actually surprised at how coherent he was on the phone when we first spoke. And I first started working for him because of his work initially. Like, he's... A bizarre bro, for sure. So we got some, like, fists in the North Star, no country for old men post-apocalypse shit going on. uh, Until one day, a group of uh, militiamen, led by a mysterious uh, person who also has blessed powers, uh, discovers the village, realizes they're eating child meat, (laughs) and says, this is an abomination, we have to burn the village down. My power is... I can shoot fire that only goes out once the person I've attacked is dead. Uh, And he burns down his whole village, except Agni, who can constantly regenerate. And so there's this horrifying sequence of events where it shows Agni uh, burning to death for eight years straight, talking about how, like, for the first year, all I could do was scream. The second year, I realized I could stop screaming if I chopped my, if I bit my own tongue up. Then the third year, I could move a little. <laughs> and so he spends eight years on fire dying, watching his sister's corpse sizzle, and he becomes Fire Punch. Yes. A walking naked man on fire whose sole purpose is to get revenge. And uh, the characters he meets along the way in this very broken, bizarre, brutal atmosphere. There's uh, sexual violence, cannibalism. It is dark as shit. It is like berserk level, bleak world, but still with like weird moments of humor and weird characters and like uh, a whole cast of people and mysteries and all that. Um, It ends with a big kind of Evangelion style, uh, holy fuck, what is happening kind of thing. And um, at one point, the only reason why Fire Punch really entered the popular imagination is because on 4chan, uh, someone was reading along with this series and being like, what the fuck is this? Holy shit. What is going on? And he finds <laughs> a single panel of Agni uh, smiling. And this is like the result of a massive buildup. And he's been suffering for so long that he can't even remember the last time he felt joy. And his smi- if you look up Agni smile on Google... Uh, this is such a pained and horrifying face that Fujimoto drew that it immediately became a meme and has shown up in all sorts of anime circles. Hold on. I'm just going to boop this in the Discord chat just so you know what Thank I'm talking you. about. That is the Agni smile. Ugh. And so this was just a real gut punch. It left a massive impact on the few people that did read it on uh, Shonen Plus. But it wasn't like the game changer. It was just kind of this like, hey, do you know there's this weird ass, like bleak, brutal fucking uh, manga on online and where uh, there's a guy who's like their sister stuff. And the guy had to do that thing from the where Knuckles had to break all of his bones to walk. Not sorry, Shadow. (laughs) 
the meme shadow <laughs> had to break all of his bones for a million years or whatever the fuck it is. Well, I think it's a good time also to mention we, you know, he's a, he's a film fanatic, uh, specifically to loves horror movies, mm-hmm. and you can see that a lot in in both this and Chainsaw Man for sure. With like the level of, I mean, the idea you know, of a chainsaw itself being this like coming out of your face yeah (laughs) it's interesting in the jump festa interview they say redacted when they talk about like the specific character that influenced Mm. chainsaw man i think it's because if they say out loud like oh i was inspired by leatherface to Mm -hmm. make this like chainsaw wielding psycho violent hero that like opens them up to like ip lawsuits or something but yes, yeah. like it's definitely after watching like Texas Chainsaw Massacre being like, yeah, it's a fun weapon. That is a f- you can do some <laughs> shit with one of those. So like one thing that this book does obviously is subvert expectations, Fire Punch, right? Like mm-hmm. and that that was a big deal uh, when it dropped that this twist with, you know, because you, you have the magical power sister. Mm-hmm. It like it's like Demon Slayer or anything else, right? You're like that that sister's not going anywhere, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, you definitely wouldn't think the whole town would get slaughtered like that. And it, it, for that, definitely kind of gave him a name as a mangaka that do, does things against the grain, does things a little different. Fujimoto said. I've always wanted to write a manga that's like a Korean movie. A lot of people say that in Korean movies, they can't tell what the director is thinking. But actually, if you watch until the end, you'll get it. I wanted to make something like that. Unless it's a Bong Joon-ho movie, in which case the answer is, I hate Americans and rich people. (laughs) Uh, He also, uh, but talk about a movie with twists. I mean, Parasite is full of it of that you know no, and you're just like exact where energy. is this heading yeah that exact energy and it being really funny and quirky and weird and then becoming a horror movie and mm-hmm. part you know what i mean like that whole thing too he does that so much he also wanted to make his work for a certain type of audience and i think this is very key especially for chainsaw man i think my readers have uh read a lot of manga and gotten bored mm-hmm. i think if someone who hadn't read manga before read fire punch they would be really confused. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, At the time, Fujimoto's rent was around $200 in US money. He had no AC. This serialization allowed him to move to Tokyo to become a full-time mangaka. The series ran from 2016 to 2018 and is eight Tankoban volumes long. So if you do want to get into that, if you're loving Chainsaw Man and you want more of this guy's work, uh, definitely check it out. Uh, But now we're going to move into creating... Chainsaw Man, like his previous work, Tetsuki Fujimoto, wanted to be a part of the most popular shonen manga magazine out there, but he wanted to stand out. Fujimoto said, I always wanted to serialize and jump, so I had the feeling that if I drew a serialization there, there was the risk that my work would get buried if I made a jump-like manga. Because of that, I tried to retain much of my individuality as a creator while making only the structure and the characters jump-like. And that's why his work has been described as not jump-like jump manga, mm-hmm. which is mostly attributed to the ultraviolence of the work, the dark sense of humor, all these things. So so this is how we get to where we get, I right? I was thinking this the other day. Yeah. Out of context, you look at a photo of like our main threesome which is aki uh the you know more experienced human uh devil hunter agent power the plucky uh just raging asshole fiend and denji the like slacker hybrid guy and they're literally in terms of like attitude and like even color scheme it's basically just naruto sasuke and 
Sakura again. Mm. But like when you actually see how they speak and what they do and like yeah. just, you know, just like weird gremlin people that they are. You're like, oh, these are not your standard shonen heroes. Yeah, and it really just comes down to like, I want to publish and jump. I want to be mm-hmm. in the big boy magazine. I want the one, the, the bit most popular one. So we had to like take his natural instincts and his approach and like form, just funnel it into a shonen work. And that's why we have this like really wonderful new new feeling thing too you know especially for the trained shonen eye if you've been through a lot of them lately i mean we've covered a ton of them on this show it it just it 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 gives you these notes that are just off the beaten path a bit i was thinking about like would chainsaw man be as big of a deal if it was just some indie published art house like grind core grind you know grindy kind of fucking uh horror manga and i don't think it would i think the fact that it is next to things like uh you know yep my hero academia my and, hero, yeah uh what else what is even in shonen jump right now there's gotta i be. was about to say bleach but is that even they're doing the new anime adaptation mm-hmm. and now i'm just now i'm you talk i'm googling <laughs> Uh, so for influences, he was reading and watching a lot of modern stuff. He also called Chainsaw Man a, quote, wicked fully coolie and a pop abara. Fully coolie, the studio Gynex, uh, heavily stylized anime, very music oriented, but again, really like different. Um, and then Abara is a manga and much darker story about a dystopia filled with creatures who can shape bone-like armor and weaponry around themselves. Seems very gothy uh, and and kind of on its own in that. The final battle of the film trilogy, Kizumano Gatari, inspired the final battle of the first part of Chainsaw Man. I watched this and all you need to know is that it is two immortal character vampire, all-powerful vampires just tearing each other apart and constantly regenerating as Ah. they're like laying these devastating attacks on each other. Yeah. He's really into regeneration, huh? It's a whole thing with him. I don't know whether or not it's like, that's the weird get like I, the rules over like what makes a manga shonen and what makes it like a seinen series or, you know, for mature audiences. I wonder if the fact that like, no, it's okay it's not permanent damage and like he only tears apart zombies and monsters Mm -hmm. is what makes it like okay Uh but it is just brutal bloody with like no sense of self-preservation it's just animalistic just rip and tear shit and it kind of does slip past the goalie in that sense i mean is that partly why the second arc ended up not on in the actual like main magazine and went back to the digital format. Was it because it was a little too much? I assume a, they just want, yeah, I think they get a little more editorial leeway online. And also if you're trying to sell subscriptions to your online service, yeah, you better make sure that the hottest, the highest ticket item in all of the media is on your is streaming only and are call are you calling me a child for being obsessed with shonen anime no if if you are a child holden i am a violent horny baby oh my god he's got the (laughs) diaper on and everything well i didn't even notice that bib and that pacifier jake what's going are you going to a rave all i want is to touch a boob and also to (laughs) eat from it i'm a violent horny baby i don't want to blow your fucking mind jake but i touched a boob just this very morning (laughs) it's my wife's (laughs) 
I also touched I the boob this morning. It was very nice. <laughs> wow, dude. I wish I could fucking high five you right now, bro. We're in separate spaces right now. But let's remember when we go back on the road together in January, get tickets to lastpodcastnetwork.com. If you are literally listening to this right when it came out, um, uh, uh, I cannot wait to give you a high five over how many times we've touched our significant, significant other's, other's monogamous relationship. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Fujimoto initially started with the image of the chainsaw man, the transformation our main character Dingy undergoes when he gets chainsaws for hands and for a face. And it really worked from there. His editor, uh, uh, Shihei Ren, I mentioned before, was skeptical of this character design as a protagonist since it's a very villainous look. And also, he thought the character would always be in that state. So yes, it does help that uh, he t- turns back into, the uh, Dingy turns back into his human form. It is, it, it definitely looks villainous. It's mm-hmm. got like crazy, like, venom teeth, scary sharp teeth. And, you know, yeah, it's very, it's it's like bloody and it's, you know, not yeah. It's ed- edgy. Let's say it's it's punk rock. There's like a definitely a <laughs> punk rock vibe running through this whole thing. The next big element was the devils, creatures that become more powerful based on people's fears. This came about due to Fujimoto being a big old horror nerd, as I mentioned before, and he felt that he gained strength through absorbing different fears mm. and 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 like it was something that kind of gave him power being able to watch horror movies and like survive them and you know move move forward uh which i totally get it's such yeah. a great framing device because almost all of the great uh kind of genre fictions are kind of have this like meta textual uh frame to it whether that's like oh this is a retelling of like uh, Greek gods, but it's set in the modern age. And so you have these templates on which you can like base these characters on, or these are the, I'm basing these characters on the elements or animals or anything like that. So just kind of going from the basis of Fujimoto talking about how he would just talk to his editor, Rin, or his assistants, and they just had this massive list of just common fears that they would constantly be ranking. Who's scared of a tomato? I don't, I don't, I don't see it, Jake. I, I don't understand. Hear me out. <laughs> this is not me personally. This is not the me. first. I, I should say that the devil, the first devil we meet in the book is a t- the tomato devil. Go he's on. a lower level demon, a devil. <laughs> so like, he's not very powerful. Denji could take him out even in pre chainsaw man form. But the, uh, I know for a fact, there are people that can, Eat pasta with tomato sauce. They can put ketchup on a hamburger. But in, once they like encounter the gel, the the tomato, the gel insides of a fresh tomato, it scooks them out. And I think they're being babies, but I can't deny their lived experience of being a little bit ooked and scared of tomatoes. <laughs> but that being said, so he's working with this master list of like fears. And so already you have like a power ranking uh, like list of villains that you can play with, and you're like, okay, what does the gun devil look like? What are the, what is their motivations? What is the darkness devil like? How does that? You know the um. Uh, wait, did you get to the darkness devil? No, you didn't. No, you didn't get to the I darkness haven't. devil. But like when he appears in the series, he is like an unfathomable 
be like he can like pull shit from outside the panels of the page. That makes sense. I mean, oh my god, there isn't. A, has there been a public speaking devil yet? Not yet. That's apparently the biggest fear of all, uh, according yeah. to certain rankings. So it's that'd be hilarious. Uh, but yeah, I mean, so many people are afraid of the dark. So that would make sense. I love that it immediately, without having to explain anything, it's so brilliant. It immediately gives you the concept of different power levels mm-hmm. and you just don't even have to say, give it a number or assign rules in your head. You kind of know what people are, you know, what big phobias are height. The heights devil mm-hmm. would be, you know, a big one. And, and you, you don't have to explain it. If you just name it, if you call it out. And of course, obviously the tomato devil is just like never going to be, you know, mm-hmm. in, in your head will never be. That's a weirder phobia. That's a rarer phobia, right? So it's just such a smart way to do that without having to give us any kind of, uh, you know, I'm, I have that that hunter hunter like power grid mm-hmm. in my head as I'm describing this. And I love that too. Because that allows you to get really nerdy about it. But this is not what this book's trying to be. It's not trying to get you to nerd out about power levels. It wants you to, it's actually really tricking you into like, a story about the heart mm-hmm. <laughs> and stuff like that. There's also this fun mechanic in the, sh- in the series where uh, kind of because they're using, I think it was just a natural extension of using the term for devil. Uh, they can accept deals and contracts with humans. And that's mm-hmm. how a lot of our uh, human characters get to still kind of scrap with these uh, immortal beings so Aki, one of our main characters, is a human whose family was uh, obliterated by the gun devil, and he's sworn revenge to the point that he literally negotiates entire like chunks of his lifespan in order to get powers from like the curse devil, the future devil, the fox devil, and each one of those contracts that is like actively killing him gives him an extra weapon to use against uh, these devils. So there's like a, this fun kind of reveal where like you don't quite know who has deals with what, what powers people have. And it just it, it just it's this fun layer of imagination to let you play with it. We've I've, we've been praising this too much. It's been minutes. No, it's, it deserves it. And another thing that makes it very punk rocky in vibe, I think, is the fact that ha- they did have a general knowledge of where the story is going to go and how the ending was going to work. But. They had very little time to get the serialized manga up and running. And so Fujimoto and his editor, they had they had to move quickly with story beats and choices and discussions. And so they the, having that little time, I think, forced them to create like a really fucking fast moving, great, interesting. I think their limitations time wise helped uh, with the the manga. But but even though it's the bane of Fujimoto's existence uh uh still it, it, it's it's uh pretty sweet um i think it, it, it creates like a good um pace a good uh, just a spontaneous interesting uh, vibe to the, the way the plot points work and everything the the ending is pretty wild uh to the first arc and uh, something fujimoto had to fight for even stating to his editor that he was considering putting the ending out on a place like twitter if the magazine wouldn't let him release it i mean that's so again talk about punk rock after coming up with a few alternative ideas none of which were very good fujimoto finally got his way a uh, big plot point in uh also we mentioned before 
in this work, especially the, in the first arc, is the gun demon, uh, which is actually based on Fujimoto's view of America, sadly, <laughs> as I... Again, oh, mentioned dude, before. Fujimoto, if I, uh, there's no way I can find it real fast. I, I've got a good quote for you. He said, the complete gun demon had legs and bones, but it also had flesh and bones. And when I collected only what the U.S. possessed, it looked like that form. Mm-hmm. I wanted to combine that with the feeling of America being known as the, quote, land of the free. And I also wanted to combine that with the feeling of guns in America today. I came up with that design. Recently, uh, or not recently, I guess, last year, Fujimoto drew this version of Captain America as like an America devil and it's fucking rad as hell. Look at that shit. Oh, hell yeah. That's fucking awesome, dude. Just oh, a bloody fucking red star spangled monster just carrying guns oh. with a death grimace. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. Yeah, so I mean, and and he's so inspired by American cinema and you know horror and violence and all that sort of thing, but also acutely aware of the big issues going on in this country right now. And I think it's all melding together and makes a really interesting statement that you wouldn't normally get in a shonen uh, manga. I feel like, there's uh, yeah, the uh, there's a very fun mechanic in the series that like the more something is feared, the more powerful it becomes. So individual devils will become even stronger the more chaos they produce. And conversely, uh, at one point towards the end game, uh, Denji gets a power uh, debuff because footage of him saving people becomes popular on the internet and people are less scared of chainsaws. (laughs) That's amazing. So the first arc, Public Safety, is collected into 11 volumes, and the second one, School for the Academy, uh, School or the Academy Saga, has one volume out so far as of October 2022, with the next slated for January 2023. So it should be out, I believe, by the time this episode even drops, potentially. Maybe, unless it's... Am I, it's coming out, like, right on the heels of it. So, again, really easy to catch up. 12 volumes, that's nothing. Uh, and before we get into the anime, I do want to pull hit the brakes a little bit and talk about some of his works in between because Fujimoto likes to take little breaks between parts in Chainsaw Man to write and draw one-offs. Fujimoto said, I wanted to draw a short piece so that I could take a break and look at Chainsaw Man from an objective point of view. The brain I use is completely different from the brain I use for serialization. So it is much easier to control, but I don't think being able to control it is what makes a comic interesting. Again, going back to how those deadlines and that fast pace is what creates this unwieldy, amazing Chainsaw Man uh, series. But uh, yeah, he, he... 
The result of this is the quite brilliant one shots look back, mm-hmm. uh, which is about uh, these two uh, girls who become obsessed with manga. It, it, it seems very autobiographical uh, in a lot of ways, but then of course it gets not autobiographical in very tragic ways. The not only is look back like I felt seen mm. uh, as a kid that had dreams of being a comic book artist and like the weird ways that it defines your identity and then becomes like a burden. Uh, when like based solely on your own uh, like self image and it can apply to anybody's relationship with the creative arts. It also kind of ends on this kind of contemplation and kind of uh, requiem for the Kyo Annie massacre that happened uh, shortly Mm -hmm. before this work was published. Uh, It's a genuinely heartfelt story and I highly recommend it. But what really Holden, you read this one, yeah, too. Yeah, fuck you, Jake. I just want to say right now, fuck you, Jake Young. <laughs> Damn your eyes for making me read Goodbye, Eerie. I'm crying. I'm, I'm sitting in the dark with my baby mm-hmm. for nap time and just little tears when coming out of my face. When was the last time a fucking comic got you that fucking man, hard? Man, it's so good, man. All right, so it starts with... The premise of, and I think this is what made me read Chainsaw Man in a completely different way. Mm-hmm. I, like this completely reorients what I think it's just like knowing he's capable of this sort of work, and then like realizing, oh, that's like inherent in Chainsaw Man. There's just this ultra violence and this comedy and these wild, you know, choices and monsters and stuff that that kind of with characters that you just that care about so goddamn yeah. much in the middle. Yeah, and 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 Goodbye Eerie really really. Uh, brought that home for me that that feeling of like oh this is like not just like your average shonen there's so much more going on here goodbye eerie is a one shot about this boy whose mother's dying and she asks him to film her as she's going through the end of her life and he ends up making a movie out of the footage and he ends up not being there for the very end he, he kind of runs away from that and um, this movie is panned by the school that he shows it at and everyone shits on it. And he, uh, which, by the way, Fujimoto talks about needing to get off Twitter and <laughs> not read people's comments. And that is a big part of his uh, world and his uh, anxieties and stuff like that. I hear you so hard, Fujimoto. And so he decides he's going to kill himself and on the roof of the hospital, he's going to jump off and he meets this girl who takes him um, away, uh, runs him into this like abandoned building where she has a projector set up and she's like, we're just watching movies. I like your film. I saw your film. And uh, I, I, but, but it's clearly like a, an, an initial work. And mm-hmm. so uh, we're just going to watch the shit out of a bunch of movies. And, uh, you know, uh, I went for your next film. And then it, eventually I'll just, I'll, one more plot point. She is dying. And so she asked him to film the, the end of her life and make a movie out of it. It's so beautiful and heart wrenching and absolutely touching. It is up. I had such a strong reaction to reading this that it is up there with Fun Home, with Persepolis, with Mouse, with Jimmy Corrigan, with Watchmen, with like all the great graphic novels that like defined my young adulthood. I was like immediately right back in that just graphic storytelling thrall in a way that I haven't been in years. And you're right, Holden. It absolutely changed how I read Chainsaw Man afterwards because this is like, this is not a serial, uh, just like weekly action guy like branching out into a longer form story this is a graphic novelist 
who's like branching out into a shonen format. Totally. And it's a completely different energy and it's so fresh. Oh my god, and and the 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 framing concept of it is so brilliant because it's all like it's all filmed on his phone, right? And so every panel is oh, yeah, from his it's this the is fucking Alan Moore Watchmen shit where they're playing. Yeah, yeah. He plays so with form smart. all the time. Fujimoto will constantly have elements like interact with the page layout in ways that like completely like take you aback. Like the more powerful a devil is in Chainsaw Man on the page means that they can like break the walls of the realities of the panel. Yeah. And it like is so fucking creepy every time he does it. It's awesome. He's brilliant with that. And the choices he makes throughout, keeping that in mind, you're like, oh my God, this is so smart. And he totally messes with the concept of like a camera and like what it would catch and and how it would catch certain things. And it's so fucking well done. So everybody check out Goodbye Eerie. It is absolutely uh, a masterwork in my opinion. And I'm not saying you should pirate manga because obviously you need to keep the art form alive. But if you are the kind of person that will never read this once you see a paywall, maybe just enter the phrase, read Goodbye Eerie online. And if something shows up that doesn't have a paywall, and you, I still would recommend you just get this story into your and brain. And then go buy Chainsaw Man, yeah. at least. Yeah. It, it's so fucking good, man. It's it's definitely worth your time. Uh, and it just is so different. And you're like, I can't believe this guy is capable of all of this. This is mm-hmm. so profound. Uh, it really, really completely recontextualizes everything in for me with Chainsaw Man. Now, let's... And then... He has very li- he does have uh he definitely does have a hand in a bit of the anime but for the most part it's done by a completely different group of people. It's fucking great. It's brilliant. Uh I think the the Chainsaw Man anime. The show is produced by Mappa M A P P A. I'm sure we we must have talked about this before. Uh it was founded back in 2011 by former Madhouse producer Masao Maruyama uh when he was 70 years old. This was actually done to try and get a movie made that they couldn't get done over at Madhouse. Mappa has put out stuff like Attack on Titan final season and my, one of my personal favorites Yuri on Ice. Mm-hmm. Mappa actually approached Shuisha Shuisha Shusha 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 uh, the only that. Irish manga publisher <laughs> <laughs> to do the anime with a pitch of their own they were so enthusiastic about getting a hold of this thing and putting it out there it's directed by Ryu Nakayama uh, who has a key animation credit on a bunch of stuff like One Punch Man Hunter the uh, Hunter Hunter movie Kill La Kill uh, this looks to be his first major directing credit I could be wrong on that, but that's what I seem to get catch from IMDb and whatnot. Um, and it also had uh, the writer is notable anime screenwriter uh, Hiroshi Seko, who r- wrote uh, on Attack on Titan, Mob Psycho 100, among others. Um, and Fujimoto's trusted editor confirmed his involvement with this tweet. He wrote, Fujimoto has seen all of Chainsaw Man drafts, plans, scripts, and the storyboards. He has been in continuous contact with MAPPA's animators. I appreciate the wonderful enthusiasm of the animation staff throughout the entire process. 
But uh, Fujimoto is also happy to leave it to the animators. Oh, I please tell me you're about to say the quote that he said. That oh, no, I hope I am. I don't know. He says, maybe not. He says, I'm an amateur in the field of animation and visual effects, so I hope that the people who know what they are doing will do it in a way that allows them to give 100% of themselves. I'm thinking that it's better not to say anything as if I absolutely want you to do this. Uh, so I don't think that was the quote, but it, he's very mm. vocal about like, this isn't my world. I, I'm going to leave it to the pro. I'm a mangaka and a mangaka only. Uh, what was your? What's the quote you had in mind? I'm paraphrasing, but it basically boils down to, uh, well, Chainsaw Man's already a ripoff of Doro Hidoro and Jujutsu Kaisen. <laughs> so when I found out the studio that animated Doro Hidoro and Jujutsu Kaisen was working on Chainsaw <laughs> Man, I was like, great. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Definitely the mindset of someone who has spent too much time looking themselves up on Twitter. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. It, it definitely paints such a funny picture because he's such a small town guy. Mm-hmm. And so social media must still, still, you know, it is for a lot of us, but be a, a, quite a challenge to navigate. I guess he's more of a country mouse than a city mouse. That's a reference. You'll get it later. Holden. That is a reference. No, I did. I, I did get to that part for yeah. sure. I think I'm on book six or seven. And, you know, I think I might have an episode or two of the anime uh, still as well um, as I'm watching it as it still comes out. But pretty Holden, much caught up. S- spoiler alert. I'm going to I'm going to say it. Uh, this is this is a fun. This is a fun little thing. Uh, you know, block yours if you're scared. Uh, the character who so obviously had ulterior motives from the second you met them has ulterior motives anything you want to say what what should we say about the anime mm. uh, i i really like it as someone who's enjoying the manga i think it's a really faithful solid adaptation so there was a lot of like weird pushback on the anime that I saw a ton of online before we even did this episode. Oh, really? And so I was like shocked at how good it was. The uh, There's a lot of use of 3D animation uh, it, within the series that they try and disguise. And uh, a lot of times it works out really well. Uh, they definitely pace out the Sakuga just enough. So there's like mind-blowing moments followed by the quieter moments. And what I really like is... They lovingly animate like individual sequences of like uh, there's one where it's just the character Aki, uh, our human guy, Mr. Blue, uh, just preparing his morning routine. And it's all done in silence. And there's just a level of like quiet contemplation through the entire sequence that I think is really nice. Um, You know, some people will debate individual layouts compared to the manga where like they'll be like, oh, this was more effective in the manga than they pulled it off in the animation, or like, oh, this character doesn't look as intimidating as they did in this like panel. But I, I, it really, it really is a good experience. I love the anime and I love the manga both. Um, and the voice acting, dear God, the voice acting, the dub and the manga and the Japanese voice actors are incredible. Yeah, they're, they're doing great. I haven't listened to the dub. I've only done the sub, but they're great, and uh, the I just feel like yeah, they're nailing they they nail the the action for sure, and they nail that that ultra violence and all that good stuff. But they're also hitting those slice of life, more intimate moments pretty fucking well, and even doing the horny boy stuff <laughs> in a way that works and isn't too. Hor- How do you feel about the horny boy stuff, Jake? Where where do you fall on that? 
if it wasn't for the fact that popular online discourse has thoroughly and completely got it through my head that you cannot be the overweight bearded man explaining why the blatantly horny thing in an anime is in fact deep and has layers of meaning and is important, I would be the overweight bearded man trying to explain why the horny parts had meaning and context and was important to the plot. But unfortunately, I can't be that guy. But trust (laughs) that the bathroom sequence with power is not supposed to be titillating. It is very clearly power. And there's a well, yeah, in in the beginning, his sole motivation in a lot of ways is literally to touch boob. And he puts himself through a lot of uh, horrible things in order to get to that point. You know, but I think that a spoiler alert, you know, he, he he finds the experience of finally touching boob to be kind of empty and then realizes that, like, there's more to, I guess we'll say love or, or to this horny boy stuff uh, than just like boob touch. There's, you know, true intimacy is really what um, can make the world go round when it comes to that sort of thing. And, <laughs> the, the, you know, they they they, they push that that for sure. So it's kind of one of those where it starts very like, I'm a horny boy. And then it's like, yeah, but what you really want is companionship is someone who gets you and someone who, you know, who you can really like. Yeah. And so, you know, it's not, at least it's not just like some fan service thing. And it never feels, I'm glad I brought up fan service. I don't really see a lot of that in the character design stuff, no, you know, and the it is not explicitly for the titillation of the audience. It is about our character's experience being overwhelmed by sensuality in his awkward teenage deprived alienated self. Uh, oh, no, I'm being that guy. I'm being the guy <laughs> defending the horny bits. Uh, yada, yada, yada. Uh, Fujimoto has talked about in interviews that his ideal woman is a domineering person who just like has complete power over him to the point where like one of his first crushes was a girl in college who just knocked his bike over and made fun of him. And he was like, (laughs) oh, this is doing stuff for me. (laughs) I remember that part. And I remember his editor was like, did you ever end up getting together with her? He was like, absolutely not. (laughs) She had no interest in me. And that is reflected a lot of the characters as well, which which at least leads to very strong female characters. As much as it might be a little fetishy, there's a lot of... Great, great, strong female characters in this work that that uh, is a lot of fun and very little like oh you know princess needing to be saved kind of bullshit like yeah, it's, it's all it's all right the line is are you okay with seeing female characters through the perspective of an alienated teenage boy and if you can like take that narrative leap that like yeah this kid is fucked up he doesn't understand women. And, like, he doesn't understand, like, their inner world or their inner motivations. He's just experiencing it in real time. Uh, I'm thinking of the character, uh, oh, Kobeni. Kobeni is amazing, but I'm not, not Kobeni. Um, Himeno, Himeno, whatever. Um, Himeno is, like, this, like, charming older drunk lady who, like, takes Denji under his wing. And he, like, has a crush on her as well. And, like, you really get to know her. You get to, like, fall in love with this character. And, like, she is funny and she's drunk and she has, like, a philosophy on life and she's, like, this incredibly endearing character all on her own that also gets half naked and in bed with him. And he goes, like, Like, (laughs) I don't know. If I had the answer to the perfect way to justify 
horny Japanese media to people that are not open or like not as sympathetic to these portrayals. I'd be a millionaire. I'd be the manga god. I'd be a fucking yeah. Uh, yeah, and I think I think the horniness is easier for me to handle than when it's just what you get. Like, what are yeah, we talking about they, recently? They don't go in a just, hot spring. Oh, kill the kill, right? Yeah, where yeah. it's just all it's like so fan servicey, and you're just like, oh, guys, come on. Like, can we just like have some integrity here? <laughs> I, it, it feel at least it's feeling like it's trying to put it into a place, and it's coming from a poor small town horny boy. Mm-hmm. I mean, so. What are you gonna Just do? I'm, a small I'm sure, town horny boy. I'm sure Drawing he's dealing in with old Tokyo. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else you want to say about uh, any of this? I think we're kind of at the wrap up point here. I know that Just you're a little more ahead of me and and know where things are heading a little bit more. But uh, I, I I'm excited. This is my new manga to keep up on, up Dude, with. Now that it's, you're gonna yeah. get it's. Shit gets berserk, man. Hell yeah. Well, and I mean that, that was my last I mean manga that. that I was obsessed with. That's, so You're going to love where this shit goes. And by love, I mean you'll cry. And by the way, I, I definitely see a lot of, I feel like I'm seeing a lot of Miura influence in the monster designs uh, as well. Um, just especially like the eternity devil yeah. and yeah yeah for sure like these monsters that are like just multifaceted giant terrifying face arm teeth gnashing creatures yeah that, that sort of thing i feel like the darkness of the manga has made it great internet fodder where yeah. like it's something the cozy gamers and the edgelords can both like kind of unite under and it's there's all these bizarre like out of context images like Kobeni at the Dance Dance Revolution machine that like out of con- is like kind of a a wink and a handshake to the people that know what it's about and people who don't know yeah. what it's about. One last thing about the anime, the amazing opening theme song Kickback by Kenshi Yonezu. It's just a bop, it's a banger and the just cavalcade of western movie shots taken from all sorts of influences from Fight Club to No Country for Old Men, to even Attack of the Killer Tomatoes, just like one after the other after the other. It's like, it's the ultimate, uh, uh, what's the film, bro? Like the exa- like your shitty boyfriend in college's DVD rack of movie references. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I love it so much. <laughs> yeah, I, I highly recommend this. Definitely check it out. Uh, you know, it's... Awesome man, it's just fucking rad, dude. Oh, I mean, it's just—it's called Chainsaw yet. Man. You haven't even I haven't met Quanchi. Fuck, dude, you gotta get out. I haven't this. met. I haven't met Loco Peter. <laughs> I haven't met Slow Boy. I cannot <laughs> wait to meet Slow Boy. He's uh, just very slow. Uh, I haven't met uh, Chim Chom, the uh, talking burrito that P- the Loco Pete introduces the gang to. I haven't met any of these uh, amazing eat characters. Me you gotta eat me. It's the only way to stop the bomb. No, Chim Chom. <laughs> God, when Chim Chom right. died, I cried. Chim Chom died. I jerked off so hard. <laughs> I came so hard. All right, we gotta get out of we here, ladies leave. and gentlemen. We gotta go. Have a good one. Uh, thank you so much for listening. If you'd like to support us further, patreon.com forward slash whizbrew. Check us out. $5 a month, bonus weekly episodes. We've been doing tier lists lately for different stuff. That's been a lot of fun. There's a lot. There's so much on there. Uh, and also for $15 a month, you can join us every Sunday on our Discord for our Sunday study session where we watched a lot of Chainsaw Hero recently. Um, Chainsaw Hero. My Chainsaw, Chainsaw Man Academia. Recently. My Chainsaw Academia. We enjoyed a lot of that made-up show uh, together. <laughs> uh, it's a lot of fun, so consider it. Patreon.com forward slash Whizbrew. We'll catch me 
inside uh, on twitch.tv forward slash Holtonators Ho. That's right. Twitch.tv forward slash Holtonators Ho. Uh, I stream Monday through Friday now. Woo. And I'm back. I'm fine. We're back from holiday. We're kind of back from tour. We have a little bit more to go. But uh, yeah, I should be should be back on the full schedule uh, throughout the month and especially uh, after tour is officially done in uh, the end of January. Jake! Follow me on Twitter while it still exists, at Best Jake Young. And uh, I also stream Thursday nights, Thursday, 7 p.m. It's Puppet Jared's Cartoon Dumpster. Uh, imagine your favorite Saturday morning cartoon block meets Mystery Science Theater, uh, where me and uh, my rapidly growing community of equally obsessed weirdos watch some of the weirdest, dumbest, and most fascinatingly beautiful uh, copyright derelict cartoons from the 80s, 90s, and 2000s. It is a grand old time. It is always a party. And, uh, you know, every week, every week, one of you podcast weirdos wanders in and is like, all right. All right, I'm here. Okay, okay, I'm here. I'm watching you, and you're right. It was. This is great. I'm having a great time. All right, you happy now? Here's a five dollars sub. You piece of shit. That's a, that's what they all say. They're all very aggressive in how much they're enjoying the stream. Thursdays, seven yeah. p.m. Eastern on Twitch and YouTube. Just look for Puppet Jared. Sub, follow, do whatever you can, and uh, I'll see you then. All right. And always remember, never stop whizzing. And keep on bruising. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. The legends are true. We're overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10 piece with nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba da ba ba ba. Go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last.